Welcome to A Jolt of Joy. If you have ever had questions about how to get to heaven and what heaven is truly all about, then you'll love today's show. There is one way to heaven, and it is through Jesus Christ, the only Son of God. You can know that you're going there beyond a shadow of a doubt. This is the Charisma Podcast Network, and I'm Carol McLeod, Bible teacher and author. We are studying the book of 1 John in this life-changing Bible study entitled, All You Need Is Love. There is only one way to heaven, my friends, and that way is through Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He is not one of many spokes in a wheel. There is only one way to heaven. Let me read to you from 1 John chapter 5, verses 11 and 12. And the testimony is this, that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. He who has the Son has the life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have the life. There is only one way to abundant life, my friends, and that way is through obeying the truth of the Word of God. If you want a life so grand and so exhilarating that heaven stops to applaud, then you will embrace the principles of this timeless book, the Bible. If you want to live the life of your dreams, then you will realize that God's way really are higher than your ways, and you will obey His Word. If you long to walk in your destiny in life, then you will love everybody all the time. Now, the book of 1 John is just getting good here. If you are ready for a truth so exciting and so rare, some of you might just shout. Let me read to you 1 John 5, 13. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. If you have accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, you will live forever. You will live eternally. And John says in 1 John 5, 13, so that you may know. It's not just an empty belief system. It's not just a supposition. It's not just an echoing philosophy. You can know that you have eternal life. And the way you know is by accepting Jesus Christ into your heart. You know, human death is this. It is only the fact that someday your body will wear out. You will leave time as we know it, and you will enter into eternity. But until that day, until the time that your human body wears out, live abundantly, live fully, live lovingly, live obediently. And the way we do that is by living wholeheartedly for Jesus Christ. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. This is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from him. Don't you want to say, wow, 
just wow. These are wow verses indeed. If you come to the Father and ask for anything according to His will, the Bible says that He hears you. He's listening to you when you pray. He's not turning a deaf ear to your requests. He is not ignoring you. You know, the enemy is going to try to convince you that praying is a fruitless discipline, that God doesn't listen and that God doesn't care. That is a lie from the pit of hell itself. The truth is this, the enemy knows that the most powerful position you will ever take in your life is on your knees. And so we cling to the truth of the Bible. And the Bible says that if we ask anything in his name, according to his will, he hears us. The question is this, how do we know what God's will is in any situation in life? Well, that may seem like a conundrum to you, but it's not to me. I know how to know God's will. I know that God's will is found in his word. His will is always found in his word, and his will is never contrary to his word. So, as you develop a rich and meaningful prayer life, you must also be reading your Bible. You can never have one without the other. We pray the word of God, and when we're in the word, we then know how to pray. If you don't know his will, which is found in his word, you may spend many years in fruitless prayers. We don't pray from our soul. We don't pray from our emotions. We pray from our spirit. We don't pray from a place of hurt and pain. We pray from a place of power, which is when our words are in agreement with the principles found in the word of God. Our spirit prays with power and agrees with his will. I thought that today I would share with you some of the powerful ways you can pray for the requests in your life. If you're praying for one of your children to come to know the saving power of Jesus Christ, Perhaps this is a scripture you could pray, found in 2 Peter 3.9. The Lord is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. So you can pray, Lord, I know it's not your will for my child to perish, but it is your will for all to come to repentance. So I'm praying for my child to come to repentance today, because that is your will. Perhaps you're praying for God to send you a spouse. You're single, you've lived alone for a long time, and you're praying for a Christian spouse. Have I got a scripture for you? This is what Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verses 9 through 12 says, For two are better than one, because they have a good return for their labor. For if either of them falls, the one will lift up his companion. But woe to the one who falls when there is not another to lift him up. Furthermore, if two lie down together, they keep warm. But how can one be warm alone? And if one can overpower him who is alone, two can resist him. A cord of three strands is not quickly torn apart. And then there's Genesis 2.18. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. So as you're praying for a spouse, say, God, you said it yourself. It's not good for 
a man or a woman to be alone? Have you made a helper suitable for me? God, it says in your word that two are better than one because we're going to have a good return for our labor. Father, it says in your word that if I join my life to the life of another believer, if I have a spouse, if one of us falls, the other one will lift up the companion. Father, your word says that we were made to keep one another warm. Father, your word says that If I join my life with another believer that no one can overpower us. Father, your word says that a cord of three strands, that would be me and my spouse and you will never be torn apart. Now, perhaps you're praying for God to give you a baby. Perhaps you've been struggling with infertility for years. Have I got some scriptures for you? 1 Samuel one twenty seven. For this child I prayed, and the Lord has given me my petition, which I asked of him. Psalm 113, verse 9. He makes the barren woman abide in the house as a joyful mother of children. Praise the Lord. Psalm 127.3. Behold, Old children are a gift of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. So you can pray, Lord, you are the one who answers prayers for babies. Just like you gave a baby to the infertile Hannah, would you give me a baby as well? Father, your word says that you make the barren woman abide in the house as the joyful mother of children, and I praise you for that. Father, your word says that children are a gift of the Lord. Father, you say in your word that the fruit of the womb is a reward. So, Father, will you bless me? Will you reward me with a baby? Perhaps you're praying for your finances today. Have I got a scripture for you? 2 Corinthians 9.10 Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. Proverbs 28.20 says, A faithful man will abound with blessings. Proverbs 28.25 says, But he who trusts in the Lord will prosper. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verse seven says, God loves a cheerful giver and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that always having all sufficiency in everything, you may have an abundance for every good deed. How about praying those scriptures over your finances today? Perhaps you're sick and you're praying for your health. How about praying from third John verse two, beloved, I pray in all respects that you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. You can pray Jeremiah 17, 14 to do with your health. Heal me, O Lord, and I will be healed. Save me and I will be saved for you are my praise. You can pray Isaiah 53, 5 over your health. He was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastising for our well-being fell upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. You know, when you pray God's will, which is found in his word, he listens, and an answer is on its way. God doesn't need your advice. You need God's advice in order to know how to pray powerfully. God doesn't need your opinion. You need God's opinion in order to know how to pray powerfully and according to His will. 
Thank you for joining me today on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to encourage you to visit my website at www.justjoyministries.com. It is my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. You can contact me at carol at justjoyministries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.